getting ready to seize your first opportunity to come into the ring and start grandstanding and hot-dogging, yeah! I can't help it that I look good, smell good, woo, can't dance all night long. When we speak, our voices are heard, we all say, I bring it. Welcome to Malice Smack Talk, the wrestling podcast that's tougher than what JR would say, a $2 steak. I am your host tonight, Masonic Vader. With us uh, uh, every week with me is uh, Bearded Master. What's up, everybody? And the man, I mean, Mind Freak. <laughs> I like how you introduced me last this time, but it's whatever. We're here. Right whatever. Outside. You're the man, though, right? The I man. Now, <laughs> Becky Lynch is the man. I am the man. I just support yeah, the man. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you're not the man because you don't have the hair of the man. It's all disappeared. Just yeah, like that's true. <laughs> even though the hair is gone, you know, you know, it could be mistaken for one of the good brothers, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the sloth version of them. Um, all right. So, hey, this week on the podcast, yes, we're it's in between show, so we're gonna be just catching up on uh, some of the things that have happened this last week. Uh. Do a little follow-up uh, or some of the big news things that are going on right now. And, of course, we're just going to kind of, I don't know, just rant and rave, man. So uh, let, let's get this show on the road. Uh, before we get into uh, anything, though, I'd like to sit there and just take a second to uh, thank our host site, Malice-Corp. Uh, these guys are – it's an awesome site. I preach about it every week. Uh, go to the site, check out all of our former podcast, our prior podcasts, check out all the other shows that go on, including the, the, the Friday night podcast, Friday night, every night at eight o'clock on Friday, Friday night, eight o'clock. There you go, man. The coffee is flowing through me tonight. People It is kicked Obviously. in. Yes. Yes. I am energized and pumped. Not like a uh, mind freak last week. It was on some kind of, uh, I don't know, downer day or something, man. Shrooms or something beats no, me. Nothing Not like that, anything. But but I, I do love the enthusiasm and the energy you're bringing. I hope you do have that same energy with your picks next time. Wow. He finally said something <laughs> funny here. A standing ovation. Standing ovation. As he drops his glass. All right. No, it's Open to the sea boys. There you go. Very nice. All right. So let, let, let's start off with uh, what, what started off this week. On Sunday, there was some kind of um, athletic sport thing. I don't know. I fell asleep. I, it was, it, yeah. It was what? almost, it, it was like watching two kids playing Tecmo Bowl for the first time. It was horrible. Um, yeah, so uh, so you had this game or this uh, this sporting event happening on Sunday, and then in between what they call the halftime, WWE presi- uh, decided to give us the gift, the gift of <laughs> the, the gift, gift of Sunday night. <laughs> yes, Sun it, Sunday night heat for all you guys that are old. They used to have a show on Sunday night called Sunday Night Heat. It was hour long. It was pre-recorded, kind of like how uh, main event is now. Pre-recorded. And- I was live from the WWE cafe or restaurant in New York City. Come on now. No, only the people that were actually talking about the matches were from like two weeks ago. Um, occasionally, though, they would have a live match there. I'll go with you on that. Uh, anyways, though, this week, this last Sunday, they had a match during that 
halftime uh, presented by NXT, and it was a six-man tag match. Uh, it was uh, – let's see here. You had Ricochet, you had Aleister Black, and you had uh, uh, Velveteen Dream. Dream. I can't forget him. And then, of course, you had um, uh, Tommaso Chapo, Gargano, and uh, Bebe. Yes, I think I got all right. Yay! Woo! I'll, I'll tell you this. It was a phenomenal match. What, what was your guys' thoughts on it? So – I'll let Marty go last because I know he's going to have amazing insight. Um, that 30-minute match or whatever was better than the entire Super Bowl. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm sitting there watching the game. I'm just like, this is so boring. Halftime comes. I wasn't even interested in watching the show. And then see halftime. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm awake now. <laughs> that was awesome. Hell, yeah. Bearded Master. So I watch. I got. I left work around four o'clock, uh, four thirty ish. Uh, actually, I think I left clock maybe around five. I don't know. It was right when halftime started, so I may have had uh, phone popped up in the center divider with this match playing while I'm driving on the freeway to the <laughs> football game uh, or to watch the football about. game. Uh, Dude, that I I probably should have just pulled over so I could enjoy the entirety of what this match was. It was fantastic. I mean, obviously we already knew it was going to be great, but what I liked the best was that the WWE did it right and let the right team get over, uh, and that was fantastic because I had a feeling that that it was going to be um, the heels gained the win uh, as they always do, but they really let the the faces and and being Ricochet. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black, which is kind of odd seeing Aleister Black as a, as a face, even though I know he is. I just he, to me, it seems like he could be he's easily could be a heel. Uh, yes, but it was great to see them get the win over Champa Gargano and Adam Cole. Uh, but all six guys are the those six guys are the future of the WWE and the wrestling industry. Uh, you put those six guys at the head of any organization out there. And you have a prime organization, and and that's what we got on Sunday night. Those who didn't tune in, you missed a great match. It's on the network. Go back and watch it. Absolutely, yeah. And it was kind of cool. It was, it was reminiscent to those old days of Sunday Night Heat because of the fact that it looked like it was in the it was in the training center, but it almost seemed like it was like a side room. It wasn't in full sale at all. Uh, almost uh, in the background, it looked like it was part of a cafeteria or something. It was awesome. It looked like a lot of the people that were in the stands were uh, some of the talent, their families, uh, some of the behind-the-scenes people, and then just uh, like maybe about 400 fans. I, 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 I'm not going to put a number on it, but it was just an awesome overall feeling of it. It was nice that they were actually presenting high-quality uh, product uh, and not – filling up a stadium for it. it just, you just got the best out of it, which was great. I loved it. Uh, it definitely was a lot better than some uh, uh, Mayroon Cinco or whatever the heck they had going on on the other side, trying to keep it, you know, from getting, yeah, hug face. So it was a great match, though. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, thank you, NXT and WWE, for making the halftime and Super Bowl so much better than that 10-3 to 3. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, 
Yeah, so there you go. Then we go into Raw and SmackDown, and uh, not a lot going on this week. Once again, the, uh, we mentioned this before. These weeks are going to be kind of hard for us. We're going to be rambling. We're going to add some stuff in. We're going to be ad libbing. We got our we've got our core stuff here, but there's not a lot of stuff going on uh, show wise. They're just trying to set up the next Elimination Chamber. We know that they do have the uh, tag team uh, women's tag team uh, championship set up and everything. They've got that finally done with the SmackDown uh, final entries. So I think we'll be talking more about that as we get closer to elimination chamber. Other than that, though, some of the just some of the basic thing I got out of it is that you know they've got this push going with Rowan and Daniel Bryant. Um, I like the little face off with Samoa Joe at the end of it. Um, other than that, though, not a lot of lack. It was a lackluster night. Be- uh, Becky Lynch right at the beginning on both shows uh, pretty much stole the entire show because after that the the shows were just kind of. Yeah. Uh, obviously, one of the big news things that's going to probably be coming up that we out of Raw and everything was the fact that uh, Kurt Angle looks like he's going about to retire, which is about time. Um, hopefully, it's not as Baron Corbin for his retirement match because I would expect them to do better. Uh, who do you guys think should be uh, Kurt Angle's final match? I think it should be Brock Lesnar. Let him come in and just beat up Brock Lesnar. Not really. Um, I don't know, to be honest. I, Because you don't want to – obviously, if he's going to go up against someone, it's going to be – it's probably going to end up being Drew McIntyre. Um, Drew McIntyre is going to go over on him, and Kurt Angle is going to go away into the night. Um, my question, do you think that – and we all know how it kind of goes with retirement matches. Typically, they don't usually get the win. That's just how – you know, they kind of give the rub to the next – Basically, to the future. Do you think Kurt Angle? Sh- and I pose you this question: Kurt Angle, should he get the win to say goodbye, or should he do what the industry does and give the rub to the next guy? Mind freak, what do you think? What's your two cents on it? I think you should give it to the rub to the next guy because I mean, lo- I mean, look at look at everything that Kurt Angle has accomplished in the WWE. You know, from multiple title runs to a great career, entertaining career, at that matter. Uh, to be GM, and then we already know what happened with that. Um, but yeah, you know, for him, you know, for, for for him to put somebody over and lose the retirement match and to put somebody over, that's big. Especially when you have a big-time name of somebody like Kurt Angle. So, yeah, whoever he goes up against, I mean, I like, you know, you know I like Angle, but I mean, you know, to kind of give him that nudge, like, hey, you know, you have my, my nod of approval, my seal of approval, go over on me, kind of. Yeah, that's that's historically what has happened uh, in the past with all your big names. I mean, it's happened to the Taker, it's happened to Shawn Michaels, it happened to Ric Flair. Ric has Flair it was, happened to Taker? Uh, well, Taker lost, man. He he put when, when Brock Lesnar over, and then he won like two more matches, and then lost again, and then won another match. Oh, okay. Well, wait. Uh, all right. So so he puts his boots in the middle, or he puts his hat in the middle of the damn ring, disappears. I don't know. I, I, Taker, Taker did not go out the way I think he should have went out. There should have been a hell of a lot better way to go. He's not done. He's not done. He beat John Cena in three minutes last year. Uh, I, I don't I don't know if you've been seeing any of the news lately, which we're going off onto a tangent, uh, but Taker apparently has put on his uh, some of his social media platforms former WWE star. That's just been coming out have you looked at it yourself? Because not a single one of his platforms say former WWE star on it. 
Uh, I had not had been able to chance to look exactly. at it. I've been using the yeah. sport. False news. I oh, looked, it at, I right, looked at it. He doesn't say anything <laughs> about WWE on there, but he doesn't say former WWE superstar. And in the past, it hasn't always said WWE on there. And, the you know, he's been in the WWE for 27 or 28 years. So uh, I, it's whatever it is. When it's Undertaker, he's not going anywhere else. He is a WWE lifer. He's not, you know, it's it's one we saw Chris Jericho go somewhere else, but that's because Chris Jericho's performing better than he ever did before. Undertaker's not. So yeah. you know, I think people are looking what if they've seen something, they're looking it further into it. What are we gonna see? Undertaker signed with AEW? Come on. Uh, no. <laughs> hey, so so wait, let me get look, look, before we go too far off in the tangent. I wanted to finish my answer. Uh I think he loses the match. I think he does give the push. As far as who he gives it to, uh, I, I agree. I think Drew McIntyre is probably going to be the guy since he's the only one that's really had any type of uh, current history with him. Uh, doesn't mean that he can't. Uh, they can't do a last minute thing where they bring somebody up. I mean, you've got some guys who are prone to come up from NXT. Uh, why wouldn't you give it to one of those young bucks, just like they've done in the past with, like, say, someone like a John Cena with the Undertaker or something like that? Anything trying to give uh, a young guy his pushover. That's a hell of a way to get a pushover is by giving it to a future Hall of Famer, Olympic champion with a bre- broken freaking neck and uh, multiple time champion. That'd be a great uh, pushover for the next uh, or next generation guy. So, so I uh, I agree. I, I however I think that he should get the win. Uh, I think when Kurt Angle, when you look at his head, his past and his history, I just think he's one of those superstars who absolutely can go down with the win, and I think he deserves it. Everything he's done for the, the industry, what he did coming into the WWE from a wrestling Olympic background, not even professional wrestling, uh, as far as like you know wrestling entertainment, so to speak, uh, and, and he had one of the best rookie years ever. I mean, he just destroyed it, fell right into it, did amazing work, uh, went on in you know Impact and TNA and did great stuff out there. Um, he came back to the WWE, he came back home, he got his Hall of Fame. I think he's somebody who can easily go down with the win, and I think he should. I don't think he will, but I think he's somebody who should. Yeah, I think the only reason why I don't think they give him the win, and I and I like your uh, your thought process too, but the only reason why I don't think WWE would give him the win is just for the simple fact that you mentioned three letters, TNA. Uh, I don't think that sits well with any of the McMahons. Really? I mean, they had Jeff Jarrett on the second Monday Night Raw back to back. Jeff no, Jarrett, no, no, but, but why? But but then then you go back and say, well, why wouldn't they let that happen for like say a Shawn Michaels? Why wouldn't they let that happen to Ric Flair? Guys who have done a hell of a lot more as far as for the professional wrestling or for the business uh, overall than him, and they were lifers in WWE. Not Ric Flair, but like say Shawn Michaels or even. If we put triple or not triple H, uh, Undertaker back into the chat of it, you know. And welcome, Whiskey Gamer, to the chat room down there on the uh, on our new chat room. What is that? Discord? Is that correct, guys? Yep. Yeah. So if you guys wouldn't mind, because I'm the old man who's still trying to get into this stuff. Good times. I'm happy I can get a tweet out, uh, a tweet out there once in a while. So you know, good times. Because I I am sometimes a twit. There you go. All right. Um, yeah, but I, 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 where do you think he'll have his doing retirement match? You think it'll be SummerSlam? You think it'll be WrestleMania? I think it's WrestleMania. Get it done. Get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. 
look at his last his his last two WrestleManias. He last this last year was a uh, ta- a, a intergender tag team match uh, mm-hmm. with Ronda and the and Sh- uh, uh, Stephanie and Hunter. Uh, who was his match the year before? His Hall of Fame match. Did he have a match that year? He didn't, right? No, no. no he's just, his he's first match fan. back. His first match back was around Survivor Series with the Shield, correct? Yeah, because when he first got elected, the first thing they did is they brought him in as Raw General Manager. Yeah, so I think that's. I think you got to give him a, a WrestleMania moment, uh, whether it's a loss or not, uh, just because the fact that his last WrestleMania moment was was it a, a mixed mixed match. Um, I don't think you can go out of WrestleMania like that, you know? Um, so definitely got to give him something different. I will definitely agree with you on that, sir. Uh, now, uh, let, let, let's, let's turn our attention to Mind Freak here for a second. Uh, since you are sporting a new shirt that just got in the mail, uh, what's your two cents on the Becky Lynch situation? Right now she is currently suspended pending a uh, doctor's uh, thumbs up. For her knee, uh, I'm sure we're all probably going to be on the same page as saying, uh, "Well, I'll just let you go with my freak." What do you think about it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I mean, they've done it with other superstars before. It's legitimately injured, and they're just trying to do it to buy time, just to kind of keep it re- not necessarily keep it relevant, but keep her like in place with the storyline. I mean, look what happened with Braun Strowman. He wasn't cleared uh, in the time frame that they wanted him to be. He got pulled from his match. Uh, against uh, Brock Lesnar, and then was in the Royal Rumble. You know, it's it's just one of those things. I mean, yeah, she, you know, Becky could be legitimately hurt, and they're just waiting time for her to get cleared, and they're just kind of doing, you know, let Becky do what Becky does, and that's be the man. I am the man. Uh, what, what, what says you bearded master? I don't think she's really injured. I think it's, I I, I think it's just, it's part yeah. of the storyline. Uh, whether or not that's going to come out, she's not injured. I don't know. I think they're going to play it off as a, as a kayfabe injury. Um, what I think this is, this is their, their way to get Charlotte in the storyline. Oh, um, no, just, hold on, hold on. Hold Let on. me finish. Let me I finish. Know, I'm sorry. This is going to be their way of getting her into storyline to where obviously you saw she, you know, came out with her promo on Tuesday night. You know, if if she can't go, she's willing to jump in. Um, it's it's it has it written on the table for her to do it. That's just how they continually get her inserted into the spotlight. Um, this is what I see is going to happen, though. They're, they're going to do this and play to it because they know nobody wants it, and they're going to get some hype around this. You know, a lot of people are going to be talking about it. Is Charlotte going to be in the main event, or is Charlotte going to be in this match? Is this match going to be the main event of WrestleMania? Are they? Is the first women's main event going to happen? They are going to get a lot of buzz from this. Now, what I think is going to happen, they're going to feed into that buzz and give us some storyline to go with it for the next two months. But then when it comes down to it. It's not going to happen. We're not going to get a triple threat match. They're going to swerve us like that, but they're going to let us feed into this hype and make us hate it because they know we do. And then they're going to overall give us what we want because they know it's going to pop like crazy. I concur. I just hope that they don't start trying to pull some of the stuff they have been trying to do lately where they just don't listen and they go for it. Because I really don't want to see a triple threat match. And I do believe it, it's it's just part of the show. I don't think Becky has any type of serious injury. She might have something. 
but I don't think it's serious enough because you could definitely tell the limps aren't consistent. And uh, if you did have any serious injury, as I myself could show you a really cool scar on my left knee, uh, you're not moving around that good. Even an ACL tear, uh, you know, which is, I don't want to say the weakest of them, but if you take any of the ligaments that could be torn, ACLs, you could still move with it and you could still, you know, do your thing. You just put a good brace on and you're good to go through the WrestleMania. I think it's just the act. I think it's us, to, like you said, them to try to get Charlotte into the picture and then hopefully move her from the picture or do something else with her because I really don't want to see Charlotte Flair in the championship match. Nothing against her. She's earned a lot of her stuff, but she's also given it. And for once, I want to just see Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey because of the simple fact that they have such a masterful spat going on on Twitter on every day, social media, that it just makes sense to make that the title match. Uh, but, yeah, so Becky Lynch right now, though, is currently suspended until pending a doctor's visit. So – what she do? She tries with Stephanie McMahon in the uh, disarmor and uh, slaps Triple H. Gotta love it. Fantastic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 right now, like we were talking about this week, this is going to be kind of one of those setup weeks. It's a little slow for us guys, as far as not a lot of good, yeah, you know, not a lot of news. This is just stuff you've seen all the time and everything. So. Going through SmackDown, there wasn't – I mean, did you guys see anything outside of the Becky Lynch thing that it's uh, – that you – you know, that that stood out this week on, on the uh, on the show? Not not really. I mean, it wasn't – to be honest, the two shows, with the exception of the Becky Lynch storyline, um, Samoa Joe and, and Randy Orton, uh, didn't really seem like there was much going on on the shows this week. Like, nothing really stood out to me. That was relevant to keep around. What's up? Go ahead. Well, it wasn't really relevant. It was just something to bring up. Um, the whole like Rusev and Nakamura becoming a tag team thing. Yeah, like you yeah. said, that wasn't worth bringing up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no. The, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because of the fact that who they got the win over, and and that was Anderson and Gallows. Like, they're just not utilizing them. They're just like putting over like random like. You know, put together tag team stuff like that when they actually are a solid tag team. They need to do more stuff with them, otherwise they're going to leave and go to AEW. Who? Gallows and Anderson. They're not going nowhere. Not. No, and I'll tell you why. Kenny Omega. Boom. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, here's the thing: who's who's the most decorated tag team over the last two and a half years? WWE. Championship uh, wise or championship wise, the bar, uh, the Usos, the and the New Day. And the, okay, no, the bar and the New Day and the Usos are just fan favorites. No, no. So if you look at who's won more titles over the last two years, it's the bar, because the Usos yep. and the New Day have been winning titles for years. Uh, the New Usos have only won the titles like twice in the last like two years. The New yep. Day has won it like four times, but the yep. bar has won it like five or six times. In, they've only been together for two years. Uh, yeah, between the two between the two shows, absolutely. And, and look at the two of them. They were they were in a best out of eleven series or whatever that was. Uh, thank you, Mick Foley. <laughs> thank you, Kurt Angle, for coming back. Uh, but essentially, not only are they were they just two strong superstars who 
both of them could have been thrown into the limelight of a main title match, no problem. Uh, but they weren't. They were put together, and they become a, a great tag team. Could Nakamura and Rusev have that same kind of connection? Absolutely. What's interesting about the two of them is that they two, they two of them have two totally different fighting styles, whereas Sheamus and Cesaro are kind of along the same page, but we get two different fighting styles between Nakamura and Rusev because we get a brute force with, not with Rusev, and we get strong style with Nakamura. So if they go on to have a tag team, that could be some really fire kind of tag team right there because you have a little bit of different stuff going on there where you don't have to just come in. You go to the Usos, you know you're going to get some kicks and some high-flying stuff. You know if you go to the bar, you're going to get ground and pound and, and just punched and kicked and, and uh, along the way. You know, with, uh, with Rusev and Nakamura, you get a little bit of everything. So I think that would be interesting to throw them in. The tag team division has become stale. They do need to get, like you said, the club involved and stuff. Uh, but I think that if they're going to go this route, it could be something uh, entertaining to watch. What I don't like about it is if that's the case we're going to go, that means we're not going to get Rusev and Aiden English again. And I want Aiden English and Rusev to get. Yeah, that would be that would be good to see because Aiden English right now is just kind of like a void right now and everything. Uh, they have him. For yeah, commentary two hundred five. Yeah, exactly. There's actually been some changing going on with that this week too. Um, but here's another thing that came out the, just last couple of days. SmackDown's ratings dropped significantly from week to week uh, last week, which uh, I don't look I mean, at yesterday's. I mean, we didn't. Wasn't yesterday the State of the Union? I mean, come on. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying that everyone's watching it, but there could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. I. It, but but there has it has significantly gone down in the last couple months, uh, steadily but surely. It has it has there hasn't been a spike? Remember, because about this time last year, we were talking about SmackDown being the superior show, and uh, Raw was dragging, and Raw really hasn't picked up anything since then. And SmackDown is starting to drag a little bit as well. Um, so I'm hoping uh, – I mean, do you see any changes coming around? I mean, obviously, they're pushing somebody like Mustafa Ali where you have youth there. Uh, they brought in Heavy Machinery, who's been on a couple times now on SmackDown, so it almost seems like they're going to be in the SmackDown tag team department. Uh, you think of anybody – think of anything else they're trying to do to kind of get things going there outside of the belt uh, being changed to that really cool wood belt and uh, – well, that's about it. And Rowan. I, I think that this is going to be our downtime. We Usually we get that from September to December. We didn't get that this year. It was kind of on, you know, Raw was hit and miss, but SmackDown was pretty solid. I think we have about three weeks before uh, elimination change, or a uh, week and a half. You know, I think I don't think we're going to get anything really until elimination chamber, and then we're on the road to WrestleMania, and then we'll see kind of what happens there. I think this is going to be the cool down moment before everything really amps up. Absolutely. I, yeah, go ahead, my freak. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just going to agree. Yeah, it's just like it's to the point where it's like, I mean, both shows, not, I mean, not a really lot of big stuff going on. And it's, it's, I think they're just trying to get all the eggs in the basket, get everything set up, ready to go for WrestleMania. I mean, because it is the grandest stage of all, the show of shows. So, you know, you, you want to make sure everything is set up. Showcase of Immortals. If you're going to throw them out there, you might as well get them all. Yeah. Boom. Granddaddy. All right. So we've got uh, we got things moving there. Uh, thank you for having a boring week for us, SmackDown and Raw. We appreciate the non-love. Uh, 
Give it a quick shout out to Malice Corp again. Just uh, thanking them very much for allowing us to uh, do the cast tonight. We really appreciate you guys uh, letting us do this on a weekly basis. And, of course, if you're watching the show on Twitch right now, please uh, throw some stuff in there so we could uh, uh, throw throw it right back at you because this is smack talking. We haven't even gotten any smack talking because you know, there's not really a lot of fighting going on this week. Uh, let's move on to the next thing here. Uh, we, we're getting out of the week as far as review. Uh, there are some rumors going about this week. A uh, couple have broken out. Uh, one of them, just coming up the last couple days, it seems that AEW is reaching out to the Viper, Randy Orton. And, uh, I mean, nothing big out there. There's no details. This is just completely uh, things that have just coming out. And- all right, all right, all right. So do you read the articles or are you just reading the headlines, man? No, I, I'm reading. Are you reading articles? Are you reading headlines? He, I, I skimmed through the articles. Well, then you're skimming through not. the wrong portions, because AEW isn't reaching out to Randy Orton. In an interview where he was asked, he said he would be open to entertaining and negotiating and talking to AEW. Didn't say he was signing with them. Didn't say he had been talking. I to never them. said signing. Thank no, no. I'm just saying that there has, there, as far as the rumors go. It's coming from saying that he would be open to talking with them. So at that point, AEW hasn't reached out to him. They haven't talked to him. But he would be open to considering talking to them. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. It could be because I think Randy's at that time where he's not necessarily being utilized as the Randy Orton should be because there's so much younger talent. He's been there for, you know, what, 15 years now. Uh he can go somewhere else and be a staple, a main staple there where he could do what he wants. If he were to go to AEW, I think that'd be a great opportunity for him to, you know, go along the lines of Chris Jericho and just let us see something we've never seen before. You know, I mean, we've never seen Randy Orton outside of the WWE brand. So I think it'd be interesting. But then again, at the same time, he's a homegrown WWE guy. So I just don't see him leaving. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, it, uh, before you jumped in really quick, I was say, I wouldn't doubt if AEW went after him. And the reason why is just because some of the things you tapped on, and I'm sure Mindfreak will have a couple extra things to put on here, but when it comes down to it, the guy was the youngest champion at one point, WWE champion, uh, multiple times, I believe 13 times, has a, a slew of other championships with WWE. He's obviously – Is he 13 or 14 times? 14. I think he's 14. 14? Okay. I think he's only one because he's I think he's only uh, like two behind Triple H now because he had so one. one that he's one behind yeah. Triple H. Yeah, Triple Cena H has 16. 16. Cena and Cena and uh and uh Rick Flair, Flair are tied at 16. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. But but regardless, I mean the guy this he's still young enough to be able to carry a franchise on his back. Uh and I think it almost seems like he's turning into Undertaker's schedule. Now I'm not saying showing up once every four months kind of thing, but up until about a couple weeks ago, he was inconsistent, having little things here and there. Uh you'll see him one week gone for three. Um I don't know if he's trying to balance work life or if he's just kind of like, yeah. But if you look before that, uh he was pretty consistent. Like he before from his last injury. Until more like a couple of months like SummerSlam, he was wrestling pretty consistently on a like on a weekly basis, and he was everywhere. Uh, I mean, you look at the storylines he's had over the past you know two years. Uh, but and when you look at him, you like you mentioned Undertaker. Well, look at John Cena. You know, 
I feel like with John Cena that their their careers have damn near mimicked each other. That and the fact that Cena's been consistent, where Randy Orton has a kind of flip flopped heel face, heel face, cool off, warm up, cool off, warm up. That yeah. he kind of gets tossed aside and people overlook. I honestly believe that Randy Orton is possibly the most underrated superstar in the wrestling universe. Not just WWE. Yes, we know his accolades. We know he's done. But when you talk about greats, you know he's there, but nobody's talking about him as because he's he's never like you said he's not consistently there at the moment. But when he shows up, it's like oh crap! How did we forget about Randy Orton? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I I don't think I think this you know him being off a little bit more is maybe getting that schedule along the lines of like an Undertaker or or uh, a John Cena possibly start seeing something along the lines of what AJ Styles might be worth trying to work into his contract. Uh, you know, I, I think these guys who have been wrestling nonstop for so long, they kind of need that time to start slowing down. They can't, cause they, you can't just turn them off. You got to start to slow them down. You know, and we saw that with Cena. I think we're starting to see that Randy Orton. Mind freak, anything to throw in on this one? Nope. He's not the best color, color commentary guy on our show for nothing. Damn. And Randy yeah. Orton's like one of his favorites, man. I, I have, I, I, what do you want me to say? Yeah, I don't think Randy Orton's going anywhere. Hey, you, what you say. Keep why, going. Yeah, why don't you think he's going anywhere? Because his family, because he's a like you said, he's WWE homegrown. Look, look at his dad. Look at his grandfather wrestling. You know, kind of within Vince, within like the old WWE, WWF, that kind of old that time frame. So he is a WWF person, but at the same time, you know, it's it, it's Would you like say he's a legacy. Could you imagine if we got a new legacy uh, faction and it was like Randy Orton and Charlotte Flair and then like Tessa Blanchard signed with the WWE and it's like Randy and these females who just destroy the entire organization? Just that'd be pretty badass. Yeah, I mean, you know, the last time it, it, it involved Cody. So, you know, and, and, you know, that, that other guy that nobody talks about anymore. Poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, good old Ted DiBiase Jr. Yeah, man, I, I had hope for that guy. He, he, he looked pretty solid at one he point. He did until he decided he wanted to quit the industry. That was on him. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you got the money and you, and you, and you want to do what you want to do, there you go, you know? I mean, daddy uh, is the million-dollar man. There you go. There you go. Not actually in pocketbook, but definitely by name. Uh, here Now, here's something that came up today uh, that I don't know if you guys noticed. There was a little bit of shifting going on in the, uh, in the farms with NXT and everything. Uh, Drew Gulak has been shifted from 205 Live. He is now on NXT. I did not see that. Yeah, that's that just happened. I, I saw the I saw him tweet earlier this morning where he said thank you at William Regal or what Regal's uh, WWE uh, his his Twitter account is. I knew nothing about that, and then I'm out there watching uh, NXT with my boy today, and sure enough, Drew Luke Gulak, Gulak comes in and he's on the two, uh, he's gone from 205 to NXT. I think that's a phenomenal move, and the reason why I say that is because. Drew Gulak has always been 
awkward, I guess, if you want to call that, compared to the 205 guys. Because if he's push, if he's 205, man, he's that kid that plays Pop Warner, and every Friday he doesn't eat any food the day before, so he goes on a scale in the morning. He's right on that 205, and then his mom's waiting for him with a candy bar and a soda so he can have some energy for the game. I mean, that's literally what Drew Gulak has been uh, since he's been in there. He's great technically. I love the way how he's changed his persona from – uh, he comes in being like a like just nobody in a sense to all of a sudden he's a politician and then he's trying to change 205 and now he's a submission artist and I love his attitude with it and his match he had tonight I saw I can't think of the gentleman's name uh, interesting cat he looks like he'll be a fun one the NXT was behind him uh, some kind of a guy with a rocker background that was screaming at the top of his lungs um, he had a good match with Drew Gulak and uh, and. It's it's good to see Drew Gulak, Drew Gulak in NXT because I think he'll be a much better fit and probably push for one of those belts here sooner rather than later. Uh, knowing that you're hearing this just now, and, and uh, my freak, what's your reaction to Drew Gulak being NXT now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know it's something that we kind of talked about, you know. Uh, talked about in the past, you know, essentially having NXT become that third brand. Not necessarily like, oh, as like the developmental, but like as the third brand in and of itself, its own separate unique show. And with them in the way of kind of like, you know, moving people around, shifting people, bringing some, you know, I mean, look at, we have uh, Mustafa Ali move up from 205 to SmackDown. Now we have Drew Gulak moving from 205 to NXT. Um, to me, it seems like they're kind of setting up that way. It's where they have those individual brand kind of things set up. Um, and not necessarily just do away with 205, but maybe do away with 205 and move people around kind of thing. Uh, bearded Master, anything um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great thing. I mean, it's, it's showing that NXT is taken as a serious brand. Obviously, 205, it is, but it isn't. Um, they get more face time, you know, that they, than they did in the beginning. Uh, but I think that putting him over, he's obviously somebody who has nothing going forward really in um, 205. So give him the opportunity to wrestle with more people on NXT. And I think that he he's that talent that can use some fine tuning because we really haven't seen him do much. Uh, but, you know, they lost. I'm not saying he's that kind of build, but when you look at like they lost like a uh, EC3 or a uh, Drew, Drew uh, McIntyre, Bobby Roode, I think that Drew Gulak has that presence. Not saying he's like tone ring like that, but I'm saying like he's got that presence on the mic, in the ring, stands tall. He can be that that voice of reckoning, and I think that bringing him over starts to usher others out to the main roster, and I yeah. think that's the biggest thing right there. Yeah, and, and you know, Mind Freak, you touched on it a little bit, and I was thinking about it as you were speaking about it. Could this be the sign that they're either going to tweak two hundred five? to make it a different show or do you think they dissolve it into the other shows maybe even just bringing back the whole cruiserweight division and putting it on uh one maybe even maybe melding it with nxt and turn it into a two-hour show do you think these are the early signs they're considering doing that because that is out of all the shows right now probably the one that's not getting as much traction especially since they have lost someone like say mustafa ali who's gone on the smackdown and has just been lighting it up uh, do you think this is signs to come? 
So just to throw something in there, because I don't think, obviously, the, from what sounds it, I don't think you guys have seen the news that came out earlier today. Um, Fox CEO came out and said that there's going to be more programming for the WWE programming outside of Raw and SmackDown. So we don't know what the extent of that is or what it could or possibly is going to be. But if they're going to give us more TV time for the WWE, maybe they are trying to blend things together because we're going to get more front face TV with the WWE. And if that's the case, you can't just have NXT UK. You can't have 205. You can't have NXT because if you're only going to get, say, an hour, an extra hour a week on primetime TV, who do you choose? Because you have, you know, technically 205 is main roster. You, NXT, is the best product. So, and you can't count out NXT UK. So it's like you kind of have to blend them all together so that you can give a product, you know, like the WWE, we have what's the, what's the main event? You know, this yeah. is essentially going to be, it could be, we don't know that same thing before the under roster. And I think that as we get closer to that, um, we're going to get more more um, details. But I think this could be leaning up towards something that whatever Fox has in plan. Like you said, this happened within the last 24 hours. The announcement came out within the last four hours. So something, you know, obviously WWE knows what they're doing and what's going to happen. I'm sure they're already starting to put things in place. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and, you know, and we could we could actually finish off the show with one other thing that I just actually thought we uh, uh, that we kind of skipped, but at the same time I can understand why we skipped it because I was actually quite disappointed in this. So I believe it was last weekend as well. They also had when worlds collide. Uh, it was supposed to be the uh, NXT brands with the 205 coming together, have a nice little uh, weekend kind of uh, show where you're thinking, all right, all these guys are going to fight, and then someone from one of the brands is going to be the champion kind of thing. If you watched it, and this is where I was disappointed in it because, once again, I, I love watching the NXT brands in 205. They, they, sh- they, they said the show was going to start at a certain time, which I tuned in at a certain time. Come to find out, it was almost like watching one of those old uh, uh, things that WWE used to do where they put it on straight to VHS, where it was some kind of tournament out of nowhere, and you missed the entire first round anyway. They just told you all about it because it was earlier in the day, and they didn't tell you about it. Um, it was below the scenes. It was it was really, to be perfectly frank, I thought it was a missed opportunity for WWE because they, they promoted it okay, but then when it actually came to presenting the product, uh, it wasn't my cup of tea, even though the winner was it was a great uh, outcome for the winner. Did you guys get to catch any of the Win Worlds Collide uh, uh, show? I did not. I did and, not that's, and that's my point because to be perfectly frank, if we had uh, 200 people on this show, I guarantee probably 15 of them would have said, Yeah, I would have saw something because WWE sucked at promoting this. And well, they, they, they were doing they did big with getting it like so we knew the name. We've talked about it multiple times. We did. But, but then, then like they dropped the ball with because I, I thought it was still coming up. I had no idea it already happened. Yeah. It not only yeah. did it already happen, but like I said, they didn't even show the first round at the schedule time. And then when they were doing the mat or when they were doing like the rounds or showing the matches they did show. For some of them, you don't even know how some of these wrestlers got there. They went back and did flashbacks to how Velveteen Dream won and how he so and so won, and it wasn't actually the match. And it drove me insane because the qual the names that they had on there was some of the best that the three brands have to offer, 
And kind of like how Halftime Heat just blew away competition. It was one of the best shows we've seen uh, in the young year. But you can even go back and even put it up to a lot of stuff they had last year. Uh, they had the potential with that, with what, uh, with who they had in that roster. And, man, no one knew anything about it. I was disappointed. Uh, I don't know if you ever remember this WWE thing they had called WrestleVision. It was back in 86 or 87, and Randy Savage and all these guys were on it. It was literally just a recap of stuff that other people saw, and then we got to see the main event. And that's what it seemed like to me. So I can uh, tell you right now, I was born in 87, so I'd never watched you it. You definitely yeah. did not see WrestleVision. Sweet. Bringing out, yeah, see that gray right there? Yeah, I was about 10 <laughs> years old. Yeah, there you go. So, but if you guys do get a chance, if they have it on there, because I haven't looked to see if they, I'm sure they do. If you have the channel, check it out because the matches that they did show, Velveteen Dream was solid. It was a great, it was a great weekend overall for the matches I did see. Uh, but I really wanted this. I, I would, I could have sat home all day when it was raining and watched freaking twelve hours of wrestling, as long as it was, as long as it was the quality lineups like they had. So, um, gosh, man, did, uh, Marty, bearded master. Is there anything out in the world outside of WWE that we need to cover this week or anything that's happened? Uh, not really anything going on. Um, there is some – actually wrestling this weekend. Ring of Honor has their um, – their uh, they have a show this weekend, um, as does New Japan. So that's going to be some some – Cool wrestling matches. Bound, uh, Bound by Honor is Ring of Honor's show. They really haven't announced like the lineup, who's fighting what. But there's going to be pretty much everyone that's expected to be there. All the title holders are expected to be there. So get, you can figure out there's probably going to be a title matches for all of those. Uh, New Japan, it's got like, I think, nine, nine matches listed already. So that's going to be fantastic. Uh, if you're not tuned into it, you should be. Definitely check it out. Uh, but that's that's going to be going on this weekend too. Um, Impact, obviously, they have a big show coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, Tessa Blanchard getting her rematch for her uh, Knockouts Championship um, this Friday. Uh, Access TV. If you haven't watched in season of Wow Rest, Women Wrestling, uh, Tessa Blanchard, Santana Garrett, Jungle Girl fighting the triple threat match for the women uh, the Wow Women's Title. Um, that's gonna I can tell you right now, it is going to be a fantastic match. I know that for a fact because I watched it in live when they filmed it. Um, <laughs> but it's a great match. Definitely, it's on. It's an hour-long show on Access TV on on Friday nights. Uh, but a lot of wrestling this weekend. Definitely tune into it. It's not WWE. It's not what you're used to and, and known known to watch. Uh, but it's quality wrestling. And then, that's, yeah, that's the reason why we have Bearded Master on here because he of of all of us definitely know the outside track of just the main WWE. We need to have his two cents because he's still getting me yeah. into wanting to see that. My and, freak, was there anything we missed on on there? Uh, the other two things that I saw was um, I'm not sure like how big they are or whatnot, but uh, Jimmy Havoc signed with AEW. I don't know if you saw that, Marty. Or I did. Not. I saw that earlier today. Yeah, and then um, and then AEW has their uh, double or nothing ticket party tomorrow, and with some announcements with that show coming up. Well, I, because I think we have just pulled off a record, the shortest uh, show ever. <laughs> we just made the list. Yeah, because oh, yeah, we're, we're gonna do gonna, an hour. 
I, I don't even know if we're going to be able to put. I mean, we could drag this out. We could start talking about fantasy matchups or something. But uh, I think I think I think we need to break that record real quick and, and go with that less than an hour. I, yeah. I think we got it. All right. So so. Thank you, Malice Court, for allowing us to host this show. Sorry we're going to be cutting off the air a couple minutes early. But, hey, you know what? Sometimes it just happens that way, I guess. Uh, uh, we, my, my Freak, where can people follow you, please? Take your time saying this, by the Take way. Take my time. No. <laughs> uh, right over the shoulder, um, you can follow me at MindFreakMLG. That is my Twitter handle. And you can follow me right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash btvmindfreak. Um, coming at you guys with high action, uh, high gaming streams, um, like the new game Apex Legends, new Battle Royale game, which I'll be streaming uh, probably a little bit later on tonight or tomorrow. There you go. And what about the 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 brains of the operation, the bearded master? Where can we follow the traveled one? You can find me at a bearded master on Instagram and Twitter, as well as boot to the face. That's boot the number two the face on Twitter. That's my wrestling page, talking wrestling twenty four seven on there. Hit me up, follow, give us a subscribe, uh, follow us here. Uh, you know, and, and definitely interact with us because the more that we see you guys want us interacting with us on wrestling and what more topics, you know, that gives us more to talk about rather than recaps as well. And I would love to give kudos to boot to the face. That is. Uh some high quality stuff that I have seen so far. Uh, I am looking forward to a shirt randomly showing up, a double X. Uh, let me know if you need an app. Uh, we got some, we got some new designs coming out pretty soon. Also that you might like, All right. but yeah, it is, it's awesome. And that's, and that's, that's what I think is unique about not only this, uh, uh, malice corp as a whole, but also just what we have here is because there's a lot of different, uh, background with the three of us. Uh, and Malice Core is all about just trying to do all things nerd, and that's where we could definitely help out, especially with, like I said, Boot to the Face. Great show, man. So uh, definitely listen to it when you can. Uh, you could also follow me and Masonic Vader and Masonic Vader 71. Uh, and like I always like to try to mention, please follow us on Instagram, Malice Max Talk, on Twitter. Uh, check us out, the Malice Corp uh, Facebook page. Check out our videos on YouTube. Check them out on uh, Stitcher. Uh, and as just announced earlier this week, you can ch- now listen to us on Spotify. So you can hear us on Spotify, and we're also on iTunes as well. So please listen to us on all the platforms. Give us thumbs up. Tell us what we're thinking. Tell your friends. We just want to. We're just here to have fun and, and talk wrestling and have fun doing it. So uh, thank you so much, guys, for showing up tonight. Hopefully someone's unmuted his mic because as we always finish our shows, we like to finish with the one, two, three. Follow our show so we get a better bell. (laughs) Blame the host. He said next week there's going to be a better bell. Yeah, Yeah, I get paid in a couple days. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, it, it will be coming. Mark my words. If I if I get Amazon today, it will be there. <laughs> Say goodbye, Vader. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>